Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast, Below the Surface. I'm your host, Caroline Mason, and let's dive into today's topic, which is vulnerability. Hey you guys, um, today's episode is about vulnerability, and it's actually going to be called Vulnerability Hangovers, or Vulnerability Hangover. Um, it's actually kind of funny, I originally wanted to name uh, the podcast that but then I came to find out that no one knew what it meant except me, which is so funny because I use it all the time. Um, Vulnerability hangover is a term that I think articulates a feeling that a lot of people have experienced but um, don't necessarily know how to put words to it. Um, I did not coin the term personally. It um, Brene Brown, who's um, fantastic. She has this amazing TED talk on the power of vulnerability. She talks about it, but that's where I heard about it from. And um, I've just been using it for a long time. But yeah, it's one of those things. And that's kind of what I want to do with my podcast is provide a place where people tell their stories and people who listen kind of feel less alone or um, maybe hear a story or hear uh, a feeling that's being expressed and, and they realize that they're not the only one who's ever felt that way. And that can be a really affirming feeling to um, to know that. So um, yeah, I and I was talking to my friend about this. It's kind of funny. I don't have a TikTok uh, personally, but I, I see them on Instagram and um, there's one going around that's so funny to me. And it's uh, and this is honestly the beauty of TikTok is what it does is it allows people to share their experiences. And so many people realize that the, the, an experience that they thought was so specific to them, actually a lot of people have had. So like, um, for example, there's this TikTok about how when you're in middle school and elementary school you would just like be taking a test or doing something normal and you would turn around and there's like a kid throwing up in the back of the class and um it's so funny because I mean first of all how accurate is that I I don't know about y'all but like that is so true and um I never thought about it and I definitely didn't think about it while it was happening but in retrospect it's like oh my gosh that's such a weird and specific thing and it's so funny that now the internet is like bonding over this really specific thing but I also like I also think it's beautiful because like people are coming together and realizing that so many of our personal experiences have been shared by other people um so what a vulnerability hangover is um it's the feeling after you are super open with someone maybe share a lot about yourself your personal life um what's going on with you and you feel sick afterwards and you kind of like it's almost a feeling of regret so sometimes it happens like like late at night the next morning or um just a few hours after even you share something super vulnerable I mean it's happened to me right after um it also happens to me when I gossip like I just feel sick afterwards um which I guess is a good thing because it it reminds me like I should not do that um but yeah so it can obviously like there's a different line for everybody people get vulnerability hangovers for different things but um yeah, that's what a vulnerability hangover is. And um, it's. I think it's important to talk about things like this and remind people that they're not alone. Everyone I've talked to, by the way, has been like, oh my gosh, as soon as I explained it, they understood it. But when I first explained it to people, nobody knew what it meant. Like just the term vulnerability hangover, it obviously like implies something else. So, um, but I think it's important to know things like this exist because then you realize you're not alone. And then you realize that gut feeling you get isn't necessarily regret or guilt or like, oh, I shouldn't have talked about my problems. It's just a normal feeling to have. Um, because I know when I first had that feeling, I used to think it was a it was a thing. It was a pit in my stomach because 
I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have talked about my family. I shouldn't have opened up about my life. And that's just not true. It's it's powerful to open up and it's important to open up and you shouldn't be discouraged just because you have a pit in your stomach. It's just a normal thing to feel because it's scary to be vulnerable. Um, yeah, so that's why the... That's why I considered it to be the name of my podcast because I I just really want it to be a place where vulnerability can um, thrive. And um, that's why today's episode is called Vulnerability Hangover. I'm going to be having David Long, who's a good friend of mine, come on and talk. He he is someone who vulnerability actually just comes really natural for him, which is crazy to think about, I think, for a lot of us because I personally am just, I don't feel like I'm really a natural at anything. Um, So to hear the perspective of somebody who just has an inner desire to express their deepest thoughts and deepest insecurities and deepest like prop all these things like feelings emotions whatever um it's really it's really interesting we have a great conversation um I'm actually recording this after the conversation so I can say that as a fact um it's really fantastic he has a great perspective he also is like um we have not always been really good friends but ever since we have uh I'm just giving you like a little bit of background on him. He has been so helpful, uh, even with just making this podcast. It's funny, I was telling somebody like, um, when you watch award shows like the Oscars, the Emmys, the Grammy, you know, all those things, um, and you see these people give give speeches and they just go on for like five minutes about all these people that helped them, that they, in quotes, like couldn't have done this without. And I'm always like, okay, that's sweet. I get why you have to do that. But like, at the same time, you did this, you earned this, like just take the moment and like, talk about something that's interesting um and I never realized and I'm not in any way (laughs) um comparing starting a podcast to winning an Oscar but being a part of something that um I literally couldn't have done without people around me my friends is it's been really special and David has been a huge part of that he's like really tech savvy and I am (laughs) embarrassingly bad at it like I'm like worse than your grandma whatever like I he like built a computer or something. I, I'm probably going to get corrected on this after, but I think he did. And he was, I mean, like he says it like wasn't that big of a deal. It's not that hard, but I can't even turn a computer on. So it's like really freaking cool to me. Um, so yeah, he's just been helping with all the sound stuff and the tech stuff, which, you know, who knew a podcast, a lot of tech stuff. And I am the worst for that. So, um, yeah, he's been super helpful. All of my friends really, but, um, I just thought that was so cool that I, I really feel like I'm a part of something where if I were to ever explain it to anyone, I just couldn't take credit because I literally couldn't have done this without, um, him and without all my friends but yeah David's been super helpful and he is a natural at articulating his feelings and I'm so excited to be talking to him um and I'm so excited for y'all to hear it so I hope that you listen to it and feel inspired to be vulnerable because um it's actually really brave to be vulnerable it's not a sign of weakness but um it's a sign of courage so um yeah I hope y'all enjoy it David Long. Yeah. <laughs> How does it feel to be here on the podcast that you have helped so much to make happen? Very nervous. How does it feel? Very nervous. No. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to have you on because you are somebody that, I mean, you've at least expressed to me that it's really easy for you to be vulnerable, which is really fascinating because I don't 
or it's just like it comes natural to you I don't feel like anything really comes natural to me so um I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that um so why do you feel like vulnerability is easy for you it's always just kind of been I guess it comes with trusting people when I get to know them a big thing is that I just trust them um and so an issue is when like I have a lot of the time is is when I like make a misjudgment about who I can trust and I'll be vulnerable to them and they can take that for granted and so being like over vulnerable, yeah like too vulnerable in situations yeah. yeah um I know for me like growing up obviously it was kind of hard to I don't necessarily think I wanted to be vulnerable I think I was kind of forced into it like my there was a lot going on at home my parents were getting divorced and um so I kind of was for like people were finding out about it and it was inevitable so I sort of to cope I guess I like made jokes about it and so it I was just forced to be vulnerable about it because everybody already knew so I felt like if I hit it then it would just be embarrassing so I had to kind of make jokes but um like on the other end of that so it's been easy for me like it's not hard for me to open up about my family or about myself but it is hard for me to open up about like relationships and like romantic stuff because I feel like that's an area that I've never been forced to talk about like no one's known about anyone that I've liked or anything like that where I've been like kind of forced to make jokes about it whereas like with family I was so do you feel like there's a part of your life that is hard for you to be vulnerable about yeah it it just comes to a point where like there are certain things that I just don't I don't share with some people because like it's less about like being vulnerable or whatever and it's more like they just like wouldn't care and I I can use my sense of judgment to know that like they wouldn't be able to help me if I was vulnerable Mm -hmm. to them about that kind of thing but generally I don't think there are like a a whole bunch of areas that are really all emotionally at all I just totally forgot. I can't believe I forgot about this. But the literal name of the podcast is Vulnerability Hangover. And I know we've talked about it and like you can relate to that and whatever. But it's all about vulnerability. So I thought that it would be kind of just because of our friendship story, how we became friends. I can't believe I forgot about this. I thought it would be fitting if we told a little bit about how we became friends. Because before (laughs) we were friends, we were not friends (laughs) like we weren't just like acquaintances like we were not yeah um we didn't like each other so yeah you want to talk about that (laughs) yeah so caroline and i we were we were sort of friends sort of not we we kind of like had mutual friends yeah we 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 had a bunch of mutual friends and we didn't we weren't we didn't talk we didn't communicate we just kind of ended up like if we hung out it was just because our friends were hanging out together or whatever whatever um but kind of what's the problem was is there was like that lack of communication with us and it came from like the part where like we kind of butted heads and like didn't really like each other very much is because because of that we didn't really talk very much and we had mutual friends and when they would talk to us about things we would we would hear about each other or whatever it would be like we would only hear the certain side that they would be talking about would be like negative right right so i'd, I'd only be hearing about caroline if flaws it was like, all my flaws yes yeah. <laughs> vice, so versa. vice versa and like um 
yeah, I, I kind of, I think our, our friendship and everything, it's, it's really important for people to hear because, like, it's such a testament to, like, how much you don't know about the people yeah. that you don't like or you think you don't like. Like, um, yeah, we just heard, I think that whenever our friends would vent to each other, we would just hear, like, not great things yeah. about each other. And so we just kind of made assumptions and all that added up to, like, just not really liking each other. And, um, yeah. And I think eventually, like, we had a conversation and we just, like, listened to the other person's. Because, like, we we did butt heads. And um, I also, honestly, I think a lot of it is because we're similar in a lot of ways. I think we're both, like, super loyal to our friends and stuff. And so we yeah. kind of, like, definitely. we definitely, yeah, we definitely butted heads. And we had a conversation <laughs> once. And I think it took, like, literally 30 minutes for us to become friends. Yeah. Like, we just literally had one conversation, listened to the other person's side. And we were like, oh, my gosh, that makes so much sense. I understand everything that you've done and like I don't know why mm. I didn't like why we haven't become friends sooner and um yeah and yeah and then we've been like like close ever since and so I think that's like a really interesting story because like because of our lack of communication and we weren't vulnerable with each other but like I don't know I just feel like because of that we like didn't like each other and it was so yeah. unnecessary and I love the quote that's like you can, it's so hard to hate people up close like when you really get to know people like I just think it's impossible uh, maybe not. Maybe there's some people that you would genuinely hate, but it's just really hard not to like people. And yeah, I think we just realized that we had a lot more in common than not. So yeah, yeah. But anyway, so that's our that's our friendship. That's how we started being friends, and yeah. I'm I'm happy that we did because again, I could not have done this podcast without you and all the things. Do you feel like when you were growing up, because in my household, like my parents were not super open about communication. Um, my my parents never sat us down and this is really deep, but my parents never sat us down and, and told us that they were getting a divorce. My parents never, I never got sat down and had like the talk. Like I just, we just wasn't like, we yeah. weren't a house of like super open communication, but <clears throat> my sister was super vulnerable. Um, and so I feel like, the reason I've become so fond of being vulnerable is like a combination of not seeing it and then also seeing it. So do you feel like you're inspired to be vulnerable because of, because you've seen it or because like a lack of seeing it? Honestly, it really comes from it more likely it would be like not seeing it because I also have never really been able to be super vulnerable with my parents either. Um, I don't tell them a lot of stuff. Kind of the same thing with my siblings, too. Um, so maybe it's kind of like all like the time that I didn't get the chance to be vulnerable, and I have this like desire to open up to people, mm-hmm. and now I just do it all the time to everybody yeah. that like I I know I can trust. Like because, compensating for yeah, that time that you didn't get. To yeah, do all it. those years. Yeah, that's interesting, and like, <clears throat> yeah, and I my family is like really vulnerable now, like a lot so it's definitely been a change but I definitely remember growing up and being like there just wasn't like a lot of communication and and so but yeah that's really that's really interesting so being the vulnerable person you are what are benefits you've seen come out of being vulnerable with people and then what are some consequences you've seen in people's lives that refuse to be vulnerable um I'll say huge benefits are that when I feel a certain way about somebody, um, unless I get like super embarrassed about it, 
I usually just tell them right away. Um, if some if something they say, like my friend says, makes me angry or I get offended, or if I really liked something they said, I I'll just tell them. Like I'll just tell them how they how I feel or yeah. how what they did make me feel. So you're not like as passive aggressive because you just yeah. like get it out. The, and it it really it really helps create that like um, dynamic where there's open communication yeah, in a relationship. Yeah, which is so important. Yeah. Um. Oh um, well, yeah, and then the consequences. Of I've uh, seen like, like other people who struggle with it or just refuse to be vulnerable. Honestly, it's it literally just leads up to people like not like like I know people that like they'll just not tell you something or like and then it'll just like you'll keep doing the thing that, they, that like yeah. hurt them or whatever and and then they'll just blow up on you mm-hmm. and you'll be like whoa why didn't you tell me this like a really long time ago yeah or, like if it happened when there was like a small thing yeah and then and it, it just cut getting up. bigger and right. they didn't address it until right. So I wanted to ask you about that just because I think your perspective is really cool and interesting since it's always been something that comes naturally for you. And also like just compared to mine, like where I, it's not necessarily hard for me anymore just because I've worked so hard at at doing it and practiced. Um, But there are definitely areas of my life, like I said, that it's just like, it's really hard for me to open up about. So um, I, I wanted to talk to you about vulnerability itself and then i also just thought it'd be fun since it's not hard for you to talk about or just to ask you vulnerable questions I'm kind of taking a turn here, and these are just going to be, like, vulnerable questions that you'll answer, okay? Okay. Um, And so this first one I think is so interesting because I've never heard this question before, but I think that when you think about it, you kind of realize things about yourself that might be deeper than than you realize. So it is, when was the last time you acted irrationally and what happened? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So I was able to mentally prepare for this question. So, yeah, I didn't want to surprise um, you with this one. It's pretty intense. I I do have an answer prepared. I'm just trying to figure out a way to articulate it. Um, this okay. So this was probably about a year ago, exactly. Um, I I really liked this girl, and we had been talking for like a pretty long time. Um, and at this time, my, my church was doing like this, um, praying and fasting thing. And I was talking to one of my mentors at the time. And I said to him, Hey, what if I like just decided to fast from talking to this person? And that it was, it was so dumb. It was, it was so dumb. And, and I, I, I like asked him and he was like, dude, that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> And, and I, it was irrational because I didn't think about it. No, I just got no. approval and I was like, okay, let's go with yeah, it. Yeah. You heard someone and else's so, opinion yeah. and you were like, sure. And I, so I went along with it. Um, it so lasted, for fa- fasting, for anyone who yeah, doesn't know, which I think people know, it's just like taking a break, not just like completely cold turkey, stop yeah. doing something. Yeah. Um, and it lasted about, I think five days or maybe a week. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say five months. I was like, no, what? No. I lasted maybe a week. <laughs> okay. And um, 
the way I realized how dumb it was is I was hanging out with one of my other friends and I, I was, I was just telling her like how much I missed this person that I wasn't talking to. And she was like, Oh, did she, did she talk to you? And I was like, what? And she was like, Oh, uh, uh, nothing. And I was like, I was like, wait, what about what? And then she just told me like how dumb of an idea it was. And I was like, didn't realize. And I was like, how oh, stupid I, it was yes, that you weren't Yes, and talking. I was like, oh yeah. my god, I'm yeah. such a moron. And I I think maybe 30 minutes after, t- sent this like really long apology. And that probably has to be one of the dumbest things I've ever done. Yeah. Um, and it's something I still, like thinking back, back at it, have trouble forgiving myself for. Yeah, I can kind um, of tell. I mean, that, yeah. Also, like, there is forgiveness, like, that, I know it feels like such a big deal to you, probably because of, like, how you, like, the mental state you're in to do that, but also, yeah. like, just hearing it from an outside perspective a year later, like, it was five days, and, like, yeah. it's fine, like, everyone survived, no yeah. one died in the situation, but, okay, so, on a happier note, what's your favorite thing about yourself? I really like that I'm, I'm very in tune with my emotions, I'm very emotionally aware and I'm able to articulate um, my emotions really well and almost pin them down to the source. I love that. I love doing that too. um, Like if I'm feeling a certain way, I will sit myself down, stop everything I'm doing, sit myself down and I'll say, where is this emotion coming from? And I will find it. And then you can fix it. Yeah. And then I'll solve it. Yeah. Ultimately you can be like, okay, how do I fix this problem that I'm having? So that's, I think that's, I, I think that's really cool. Um, okay, so these are, <clears throat> they might be kind of hard to understand, but what seems easy for everybody but you and then what seems hard for everybody but you? Um, hmm. Are we talking about like mentally? Because if we're talking physically, I'm not athletic in any Well, no, that's a good form. answer. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like if it's easy for everyone to play yeah, sports. Yeah, I'm not very um, like – coordinated yeah. <laughs> yeah um uh what's hard for everybody but me is so what's easy for you which is a lot oh yeah uh, compared oh. to everyone else wait what <laughs> you said oh yeah <laughs> Never no, mind. no 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 i know that's not what you meant um i feel like this question overlaps um emotionally emotionally intelligent being vulnerable um I'm really good at analyzing music. Um, I like to write. Nice. I don't want to keep talking about No, this, yeah. So. <laughs> well, that's what this is. <laughs> Vulnerability. Okay, so now we're going to play a game um, that I know we have played before, David, and... I think a lot of people know what it is. It's called We're Not Really Strangers. It's like the definition of a vulnerability game. We, um, It's basically like there's different levels yeah. and rounds of intensity in terms of like how vulnerable you get. And um, and yeah, so I've played it with people that are super close to me and I've played it with people that I don't really know at all. <laughs> and either way, it always um, gets you to know the people that you're talking to a lot better and understand them a lot better. And I also, it's just like a good way to practice being vulnerable. 
So we're going to ask each other a couple questions that I have not looked, I've not really seen in advance. I had our friends pick them out. So, um, so the first question, getting it coming hot, it's pretty intense, but it's, are you lying to yourself about anything? And we'll both answer. So, okay. Um, gosh. So, okay. Did you want to go first? So I have time to think. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go first. Um, I think that, uh, 2020 was really hard, yada, yada, yada. I think I always say that in the context of like, now I'm so much better and everything in my life is going great. And 2020 was so hard, but like, here I am like totally a hundred percent healed. And I think there was a lot of stuff that happened to me, not just in 2020, but like also just like people that have hurt me that I kind of, um, ignore and maybe like move past and sort of like busy myself with other things in order to forget about and so I don't I haven't really like the hurt I've experienced from other people not just in 2020 but just like in general I think that's something that like is really hard for me to tap into and so I think that I'm probably lying to myself in the sense that I'm like I'm totally good about everything like I'm I've forgiven everybody that's ever hurt me in any way and like I just genuinely think that but I think if I were to um really go deeper I think that there's probably some hurt there still and um and I definitely am still dealing with the consequences of such a hard year last year and yeah it would be silly to I don't think anyone would expect me to be completely over it because no one is but yeah. I try to convince myself no. that I am and I I'm not so so that's a lie you tell yourself yeah <laughs> a lie I tell myself that um that I'm 100% over it and that I'm 100% yeah. for, forgive everybody that's ever hurt me Oh, gosh, I was listening to you the whole time, and I wasn't thinking. Uh, <laughs> David! <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, um, I wouldn't say it's, like, consistently the same, but a lot of the time... I get an impression about the way someone acts towards me or some of the things people say like about me even if they're mad or if it was like a rash decision or something they said on on the spot and I'll take that to heart and I'll let that become part of my identity so if like someone said you're being really annoying right now that'll like sink in and I'll be like Oh, I'm just a really annoying person. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So that's a lie that you're telling yourself is that, is that you're believing the lies believe, that people are telling you. And it's not even necessarily like they don't even have to say that I am that. Like someone will say, you're yeah, you're being really this or acting like or this. Yeah. Even like somebody's like body language or whatever towards mm -hmm. me will be like off a certain day and I'll be like, yeah. why? Is well, that? and you're super and observant, so I think those yeah. kind of observations and analysis, like that's easy. And I'll, for I'll you make to... start to jump to conclusions uh -huh. and then I'll start to like yeah. go crazy. So <laughs> honestly, like believing lies that you're just like telling yeah. yourself. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely something that I probably most people struggle with. Uh, the next question is, or do you want to ask the next question? Oh yeah, sure. Um. What about you has felt repeatedly misunderstood by others? Um, I feel constantly misunderstood. <laughs> I feel like, well, I don't know. This might be a similar thing. I'm like, nobody gets me. Nobody really knows me. Um, I've been told, or I've, I've been called ditzy by people who didn't know me. And I think that's something that is really annoying to me because 
Um, and I could be wrong in their reasons for it, but I think a lot of it has to do with I'm blonde, I'm friendly, and yeah. I'm loud. Yeah. And so people assume that I'm not smart, and that <laughs> that yeah. is not fun. I hate that. Uh, I hate being misunderstood in that way. And then another thing, which is probably something that you misunderstood about me, which I makes more sense to me, um, I think when people see me and, and think bossy, um, it's also really frustrating just because I think... Um, I'm not, I honestly didn't used to think I was a leader. Uh, I guess I've always displayed like qualities of a leader, but I just didn't want to believe it about myself because I felt like it was a little conceited, which no, because we're all leaders. But um, I think that so people might see me as bossy from the outside. And in my heart, I'm like, I just like love friends and love people. And I like being, I don't know, like I, I'm really loyal to my friends. And I think that sometimes if I'm, in a group and I'm making a decision, I'm deci- I'm a decisive person. I think yeah. people, it comes across as bossy and I don't <laughs> like that either. So, yeah, I think you're right that that was something that I saw that was like, I did, at first I didn't like about you, but like when I got to know you, I saw that as like a positive thing, mm-hmm. not in that, not necessarily that you were bossy, but that you were good. You were a good leader. And like kind of what you were saying is that you, you're more decisive and like assertive with those kinds of things. So you, you just it's just kind it just of natural happens, where yeah. most people yeah yeah okay the question was what what do you feel like most people misunderstand about you um i feel like because i'm super introverted around people i don't really know or talk to that often i i might come across as like arrogant or like i don't like you mm-hmm. um because i just don't talk to people that yeah. i don't like I'm not I'm not a super outgoing person, but when I'm around my friends or whatever, I'm super outgoing, yeah. super extroverted. Yeah. So um if I'm like if people like especially like at my school, if they if they'll see both sides of that and they'll see that I'm being super like out outgoing, friendly, jokey with other people and not them, they'll they, pr- think, they might right. think that they oh, they maybe they don't like me or, yeah. or maybe I think that's like stuck up or probably whatever. a common misconception uh for of people who are introverted. Yeah. Um Obviously, like, mine's pretty much the opposite. Like, <laughs> I have people think I'm too much, but I can totally see that. And yeah. and when there are situations when I'm really quiet, I, I've been told that as well. So, um, very relatable. Okay, um, what have you overcome in the last year that you weren't sure you could? I'll go first. Um, <laughs> I've, 2020, man, I know I feel like I'm going to say this forever. I feel like I overcame a lot. I pretty much talked about it in the last podcast, so I won't talk too much about it. But um, I think with my creativity, I think there were a lot of parts of myself that I was ignoring actively, like not just ignoring because I was lazy, but like actively choosing to ignore about myself. Um, Some of those things being creativity, what I wanted to do with my life, where I wanted to live, um, just kind of ignoring them for the sake of other people and... Yeah, I guess I've overcome that need to please other people so much so that it, um, at the expense of myself and my dreams and my ambitions. So, um, yeah. and then also just like the whole creativity thing, which, um, if you've listened to literally any single thing I've put out, I talk about, but yeah. How about you? Something I've overcome. I had a lot of loss in 2020. Um, my uncle died, my grandma died, my dog died. Um, I had like a big thing with a girl that was kind of like a breakup, but not really. Um, and so I was left like 
sad and depressed for a long time and it was months and I didn't have anybody to talk to that all everybody just kind of dropped out of my life when that happened um nobody really checked up on me nobody talked to me or anything and it was it was a long it was a long time it was like six months um and it wasn't something the question was you didn't think you would overcome what yeah what have you overcome um it wasn't something that i could see there was going to be an end to um and it wasn't necessarily like i needed a an imminent way out it was just kind of like a thing that i was just like this is how it is now um and gradually like things started falling into place and i got better but um yeah that that was something that for a long time i i I didn't really see myself like coming out of um and it's something i'm still recovering from Mm -hmm. but um yeah i was gonna say i'm I'm happy that you are coming out of it i know it's like like i was saying i think it's like I don't know if it's the instant gratification aspect of our society or something where it's like we feel like if we come out of something, it has to be an immediate change or like an immediate um, transition from like being super depressed to being all of a sudden like as happy as you were before. And that's like so unrealistic. Um, But yeah, I I think that it, it is a process and it takes a lot of time. So but even being in the process of coming out of it is something that's like so much better than being in it. Um, from my experience, but yeah, well, I'm happy that, I'm happy that we're friends. I don't know when we became, probably the end of 2020, but, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So next question. Ooh, <laughs> being vulnerable. Oh, um, do you want me to ask it? No, I can. Oh, okay. Sure. You can yeah, do. Cause didn't you ask a lot? Yeah. Do number yeah. five. Okay. Um, who inspires you to be vulnerable? Asked that in such a funny way, like the way you looked at me after you asked. It inspires you to be vulnerable. Okay, that's just creepy. Um, ASMR. <laughs> um, do you want to answer? Or you want me to? You can go I, first. I have an answer, but yeah, um, go first. well, I think I probably oversay it, but I don't really care. Uh, my sister inspires me to be vulnerable. Mm. Uh, my friends inspire me to be vulnerable. I think my sister was the per- first person in my life who, um, I mean, told me what vulnerability was, explained it to me. Um, demonstrated it for me. She is my older sister, and so, like, there's a lot of things she shielded from me for good reason. She's really, like, six and a half years older than me, but we're still really close, which is so awesome by the grace of God. But, um, but yeah, I think that we kind of transitioned out of that phase where she looked at me as, like, a little, little sister, and now we're, like, best friends. But in that process, she still demonstrated vulnerability so beautiful to me, beautifully to me, and I saw how redemptive it was for her and how important it was to her yeah. um, growth. And so I think that that's kind of what inspired me to do it. And then I also have friends who are vulnerable, and so, but yeah, definitely my sister. Yeah, I think I think the friends thing definitely because I didn't really have super good friends until like um, summer of 2019, um, and when I started getting like good friends that I was able to be like close with, that was when I realized like how fulfilling it is to be vulnerable and like mm-hmm. open up. Um, it, how fulfilling it That's is to have people to open to say, up. That's a good word to say. Literally fulfill, like literally fills your soul. Yeah. It, it's yeah. well, it's fulfilling to me. Cause that to me is like, that is 
that's like a need that's one of the needs that i like i have to have do emotionally um and so in a way until i had good friends like that i wasn't like really mentally like healthy right right well that's good that you got friends like that. <laughs> um, uh, well, okay, this is fun because we talked about our friendship. We talked about like the rockiness of it, and then how we became friends and how we're close now. Um, so here's the question: What do you think our most important similarity is? You and mine. Do you want me to go first? You have one already. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have one too, but you can go first. Um, I feel like we are both. Like, super loyal to Oh, friends. shut up! Now I have to think of another one. That's what I was going to say, but you can okay. go. Explain. No, I figured that that was yours. Okay, well, um, explain. That was that was almost where where the tension came. I think it is. Um, Maybe not the, like, the a written source, origin, but, but yeah. Yeah, um, is that we both are so loyal to our friends and love our friends so much that um, we'll go to, like really great lengths to protect them um and so like when when our friends were taught like saying all these negative things about like the other person we just believed them blindly we yeah that and also like we we got angry at the yeah, other person. Yeah, we, we like, like hated each other. We're friend. like, how dare like, you hurt my friend? Yeah, exactly. Right. Instead of being like, okay, this is also a human who has feel whatever. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's, I don't think loyalty to a fault. I don't want to say that because I feel like loyalty is super important, but I think to the extent where you're trusting, I don't think, I think it's so, that's why gossip is so bad because um, you're hearing something from someone else's perspective and even if you try to convince yourself that that's not what you believe about them, you're already going in with like preconceived assumptions about them and it's really hard to break that off. So um that's why I think it's so unhealthy to gossip because you're not just like for you, you're getting something off your chest, but for them, you're completely messing up their perception of somebody that they could really connect with. But now that's been, that line has been like, it's yeah. the line's been drawn and there's been walls built up because yeah. you are upset with them for some reason. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think I, I honestly remember like s- several specific instances where we got upset with each other because we were defending the person yeah. like, that was closest to us and refusing to see the other side. And that's why like empathy is so important and um, seeing other sides is so important and listening to other perspectives is so important. But I feel like that's something that our friendship has taught me. Um, so yeah, I think the loyalty is a good answer. I feel like that is honestly like, yeah, it was what made us butt heads, but it's also what makes us like respect each other. Yeah. So Definitely. yeah. And then we also like both like talking about vulnerable stuff. So that's been good because yeah. we got to talk on a podcast about it. So that's another good similarity that we have awesome awesome okay well i think that's it thank you so much david for being yeah. a part of it if y'all thank he's behind the me. scenes every single every single week so, so I'm editing this later. <laughs> he's gonna be editing this later <laughs> adding some music so um thank you david it's been so fun yeah. bye bye Thank you guys for listening up until this point. I thought it was really important that one of my first episodes was about vulnerability just because um, I think it sort of sets the precedent for what future episodes are going to look like and sort of the level of vulnerability and honesty and authenticity and transparency that you can expect from future episodes. Um, 
I know that it's really hard to hear other people. I, I know it's hard in general to be vulnerable, and it's also strangely hard to hear other people be vulnerable sometimes if you're not used to hearing that a lot. So um, if you felt like a little uncomfortable hearing these like super personal and specific stories, that makes 100% sense. But um, I think it's also important to listen to stories like that and to listen to people being vulnerable because it sort of um, normalizes it in a society where it's not normalized but should be. And, and so I think that it's important to hear that. And um, yeah, I hope that it kind of inspires all of y'all to go have deep conversations with your friends and be honest about what's going on with you and, and what's going on with your life and um, and maybe get like a little vulnerability hangover. I don't know. So uh, yeah, I um, that's it for today's episode and I'll see you guys next week.